Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days. The NFL season is in the books, but our podcast is still going strong. Akiva, how are you today? Well, at least for this week. I mean, this could be the series finale, right? Yeah, and also when I say strong, that might be a, a very, a very yeah, strong statement. Yeah, it's still going. We're still going. It continues to wheeze along. It hasn't yet died. That's fair. Much like the NFL career of Peyton Manning, which is not yet officially over. No, I think he he's not coming back next year. We certainly have a good chance of coming back next week. Yeah, there's just there's no possible reason. It, it can't get any better for him, right? Maybe he would play again and not be the worst quarterback in the NFL. But what are the odds that he wins another Super Bowl? Very low. Right. I mean, so, I mean, I guess if in theory you put him back on the Broncos, in theory they could do this again. But if they're not interested, he's not doing this again with, you know, with the Rams. Yeah, with any defense that's not their one number one defense. Yeah, and even in the Broncos, apparently they want to move on. They're ready to turn to Brock Osweiler. So, or somebody the, else, or somebody else, maybe. Yeah, Archie was quoted as saying that if uh, if Peyton comes back, it would be with another team. So the, the, they would, it would be insane for him to do that. No, he's done. He just didn't want to say to the Super Bowl. He's definitely yeah. he's going to sell it to the Players' Tribune or something like that. And uh, I mean, look, done. when the Super Bowl is over, that's the time that you only say really, really important things like you know, kiss Papa John, drink Budweiser. Yeah, but he doesn't want to. He doesn't <laughs> want to get criticized also for making about uh, himself and not the team. And it works the other way, where if he announces a retirement, like uh, while that is maybe the number one story, it, you know, it, it takes away from his retirement also because you're also talking about the fact they won the Super Bowl. So yeah, why make it about why make it about yourself when you can make it about your sponsors? It's true. Yeah, Aaron Gleeman tweeted, which was actually kind of funny. He said, "If the things that Peyton Manning talks about all the time are Papa John's, Budweiser, and Jeb Bush, imagine the things he doesn't talk about." <laughs> I mean, they, he really chose sort of like the lukewarm, sort of weakest, like pizza GOP candidate and beer as like the things that he's hitched his wagon to. So yeah. a, a little bit disappointed for us. Peyton so what what should he switch it to? So uh, Donald Trump. Well, any other beer. Donald Trump. Uh, yeah. What like Sam Adams? I don't know. What's a good beer? Oh, Sam Adams thinks. I mean, Heineken, Heineken and uh, Heine- Heineken is actually the worst beer. And what's the I, best I have, pizza? I, I, I have beer rankings. And well, but the whole, the whole issue with both pizza and beer is that the best one is not like a huge chain, right? Right, the best pizza is some, you know, store in Manhattan probably. Yeah, and and the best beer is smaller beers. You know, I I have my preferences, but but Heineken is actually worse than Budweiser. So, oh really? And he, I didn't yeah. I didn't know that Heineken was below it on the power rings. 
Well, on my part, Heineken is my least uh, enjoyable beer. When I was, when I lived in Boston for three years, and the only beer you can really get there is Sam Adams and Heineken. And and I hate Sam Adams, but it was better than Heineken. I'll leave it at that. That's crazy. All right. I like Heineken. Eh. Well, in Israel also, by the way, that's like the only beer you can get. Well, like, that's that's the fancy beer. The Yeah. Well, you can get, yeah, Tuberg. Yeah. And then you can get all these beers. Yeah. Maccabi. You get a lot of ho- you get a lot of Hogarden in Israel. I'm a big yeah. fan of Hogarden. Hogarden. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So um I wanted to ask you, where would you rank this Broncos team historically? Like in terms of champions. Like they're not one of the worst champions, are they? No, for sure not. But they're, they're even also- though they have the worst this is the worst quarterback, you know, just putting his year in a vacuum, this is the worst quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl, obviously. Well, I, I mean Trent Dilfer was worse the year of the two thousand Ravens. He was worse than Manning this year? Yeah, you look at what he did. He did nothing. Uh, you know, M- Manning had a whole bunch of turnovers, but a lot of that, you know, you take out that one game against Kansas City and Manning's season looks a lot better. Uh, Dilfer went back and forth to Tony Banks that season. Right. And he was really, yeah, he was bad. Um, yeah. I mean, Dilfer had a Hall of Fame tight end uh, who, you know, who won them a playoff game was, you know, at times very good. But Manning had like legitimate talent all over the offense. Well, but Demarius Thomas had just a really poor season. He had tons of drops. Yeah. Yeah, but still, Thomas Sanders, you know, two competent running backs. Like, he had maybe more than uh, than Dilfer had. Well, Dilfer had Jamal Lewis and Priest Holmes also. That's true. That's true. He did have running yeah. backs. But they couldn't score. Um, they couldn't score on the ground either, that team. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I This clearly Denver wasn't the best team in the league this year, right? Not that the Super Bowl necessarily defines that. The Giants won two Super Bowls when they were, you know, a slightly above average team, basically. But I, I think that, you know, if we were to redo our power rankings even now, I think that we would still have New England above Denver. Cincinnati, if they were healthy, we'd have above Denver. I think Carolina, we'd have above Denver. And Arizona and Seattle, we'd have above Denver probably, right? They'd still probably be sixth, I think. Yeah, but I mean, their ceiling because their defense is pretty high. But yeah, the Panthers are a better team. Yeah, but all all of the teams I just said have a higher ceiling. How many times do the Panthers uh, win that game out of 10? I just think it's a bad matchup. For whatever reason, that right tackle wasn't good. If, If they played again next week, Carolina would still be favored. I agree. I, I think they, they probably win about five times out of ten. Yeah, at least. I mean, everything went wrong for Carolina mm-hmm. for, from, from, the very, from the first five minutes of the game, basically. Right. If Carolina had gone up 10 nothing, Denver would have folded the same way Carolina did. Yeah. Well, and I don't, I don't know if Carolina folded. I mean, keep in mind, it was 16-10, and Carolina got the ball back. I mean, no, I know, but to... they literally couldn't advance the ball forward. When I say fold, I yeah. mean, like, they, you know, they were just in, It wasn't like they drove down the field and stalled out at the 30 a couple times. Like, they didn't get a first down, you know, when they needed one. Yeah, I mean, when they hit the field goal to when they hit the field goal to make it sixteen ten, and then they got the ball back because you know Peyton had another quick three and out. I really thought at that point, I'm like, oh boy, here it comes Carolina's going to drive back down and win this game, and, and Peyton's going to have another heart wrenching loss. Uh, but you know, because in hindsight, I think it's seen as a very bad Super Bowl. But during the game, until the last five six minutes, it, you never really thought like you know Denver had it in the bag. No, but you did think like, wow, this is a lousy game. Yeah. Well, let's talk about it. Let's. Well, why don't why don't we have a draft this week, and why don't we draft the uh, the Super Bowls of 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 you know of this millennium? Let's say so. Starting with the uh, starting with two thousand one, we'll ignore the uh, the Ravens Super Bowl in two thousand, and uh, start starting or actually let's no, no let's that. keep the Ravens because that was this okay. millennium, but not the Rams Titans, which was in January two thousand. I think skip. Okay, fine. So so let's so let's say the last sixteen Super Bowls. Let's okay. go back and forth, and we'll draft them. You want to have the first pick or the second pick? Well, the only thing is, how, who wins this draft? Like, how do well, we there's, determine? The, there's 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 no winner. Well, okay. the winner will be who uh, who has a better draft, which okay, uh, the listeners will decide. Okay, fine. 
So you want to go first or second? I really don't care. I'll go first. Okay. What's the best Super Bowl of the last 16 years? Uh, I'm going to say the first Giants-Patriots Super Bowl. The, the stakes, Super Bowl 42? Yeah, the stakes were so high. You know, was it the best game? No. By the way, the best game, I was watching a lot of old Super Bowls in preparation this week on, on Game Pass. You could watch most of the old Super Bowls. Uh, the best game in terms of, qual- of of level of play has to be Packers Broncos, right? I mean, you had you had Favre and Elway playing. You know, Favre is three time MVP peak. Elway having a great game. Terrell Davis was incredible. Uh, you know, there were so many good players all over the field on both sides. Uh, to me, uh, that's the that's the best Super Bowl ever in terms of quality of play. But Giants Patriots was just so epic. There was. You know, there's probably five more Super Bowls this millennium that have had more exciting fourth quarters. But, you know, the Giants-Patriots is really just memorable for the Tyree catch in the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, people like to talk about that one Brady pass that was the best pass Brady ever threw to, to Randy Moss that he almost caught if he jumped. But uh, why do you, would, you, would you not have picked that number one? No, no, I think you you made the obvious pick for number one, I think, um, because it had so much on the line, because they were undefeated, because they were such overwhelming favorites. And one of the reasons that the 97 Super Bowl, which you mentioned, was also so good is for the same reason, because the NFC had won 13 in a row and nobody really gave Denver a chance. I actually remember that's the first uh, gambling win that I have in my life that I remember. I was in ninth grade and I won $35. This is $35 Canadian because I lived in Canada for one year in ninth grade, grade nine, as they called it. And someone in my class gave me a bet. Uh, Packers Broncos and he gave me seven to one odds which is kind of crazy I think like I think the Packers were seven point favorites and maybe he just didn't understand how gambling no, worked. The pa- so I thought oh yeah maybe I thought they were a lot more than seven but you could be right yeah I, well in hindsight they were probably favored by too much just because the NFC had won 13 Super Bowls in a row and there hadn't been a cl- like one of the reasons that game was so great is because there hadn't been yeah. a close Super Bowl other than Giants Bills there had yeah. been like 15 years of blowouts basically yeah, but so I remember we made this five dollar bet and I got seven one odds. So when the Broncos won, I got I made thirty five dollars, which was was quite a windfall. Again, a very poor gambling decision by my counterpart over there. All right, w- I, w- what's your pick here for pick number okay. two? So 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 you took what to me is clearly the number one uh, pick on the board. Every, every game pales in comparison to that one just because of the historical significance. But for number two, I will take uh, Super Bowl forty seven, the uh, Baltimore over San Francisco. That was another game where it came down to the last play of the game. Obviously, you know, um, San Francisco was on the five yard line about to score. There was so much craziness in that game where, you know, one team's up huge and the other team has a huge run. There was the blackout, which which idiot Ravens truthers thought was some kind of NFL conspiracy. It was just a really exciting game. It was Colin Kaepernick at his absolute peak. You know, he was better in that playoffs than Cam Newton was in this playoffs. Yeah, he had like 187 yards rushing, I think, in the NFC title game or something like that. So that to me is my number two pick. But um, you definitely have the best pick on the board. Yeah, I mean, so I had that as number seven in my rankings. Um, a reach, a reach for me. It was a reach because yes, that game was memorable with the blackout, but one, you have to almost dock at points because that was boring. Like you're just sitting there for a half hour, but, oh, but it was craziness. It was crazy. <laughs> and you're seeing Steve Tasker not know what to do. By the way, <laughs> Steve Tasker mumbling. That was still a better telecast than CBS's telecast this time. Yeah. Was that not the oh. worst televised? Like that would have been bad if that was like a Texans Jaguars game in week three. That would have yeah, been, you would have like thought you're like, wow, this was a really poorly televised game. Look, I'm an NFC homer, so I always support Fox over CBS. And part of the reason is because the, the head team for CBS is just really bad. Well, Nance isn't, I don't know if there's a huge gap between Nance and Buck. I don't think Buck is great. And I think, but they both have good voices. At least They're Buck is more, it, Buck is more interesting. He's got a little more of a sense of humor. Nance has so many sticks up his it's ass. It's true. Buck, but, you know, Buck, 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 Buck sometimes a, doesn't care. Like, 
you know, Buck totally blows the Tyreek call, doesn't doesn't raise his voice one octave. Yeah. But Sims um, is just an abomination. I mean, there were people yeah. uh, who were watching the game with me who, who don't watch a football game all year who were able to notice how bad Sims was. By the way, the thing with Mike Carey is he, you know, you won that bet, and we'll get, uh, maybe I should update our prop bets here. You won that bet that he would get a call wrong, but he really got the call right, right? I mean, the call on the field was wrong, wasn't it? Does anybody re- re- know even now why that was ruled not a catch? Well, first of all, they didn't replay it. I don't know if he was seeing better replays than us, but the the telecast barely replayed it. They didn't zoom well, in that at was all. One of the, that was one of the idiotic things of CBS. Yeah. yeah. And they went straight to commercial, which is crazy, and they would never do that if the commercials weren't $5 million. I think that um, – I, I don't know. I wonder if they totally went away from carry after that. I do think that it, whatever they ruled on the field, they had to keep because there was nothing conclusive. You oh, know, really? It was very hard to you're see. Like, you're, you're like the first person I've heard who didn't think that was obviously a catch. Of course I think it was a catch, but once it's ruled not a catch, you can't see where the ball is. It's very hard to tell if I mean, a little right. piece of the ball is on the ground. And I like Jericho Cotre. I feel bad that he was one of the – Go to the game. He was very good for the Jets for a lot of years. Um, yeah. So who, do you get third pick or I get third pick? Well, you can have third pick, but hold on. So let me just update our props since I mentioned it. So last week uh, we made a, a series of about 38 prop bets on the Super Bowl, and you jumped out to a huge lead here. Um, I was keeping this live during the game, but then I made a significant comeback. In the, you were up by like 12, 1300 bucks, but then I made a significant comeback in the fourth quarter such that I was actually winning. And that's because my theory of the game was closer than yours, really, because, you know, I picked I picked a close game with I, I, I wasn't man enough to pick Denver to win, but I thought it'd be a close game, whereas you thought it'd be a Carolina blowout. So I took a slight lead on you. It looked like I was going to win. And then you blew me out of the water because you got Von Miller as Super Bowl MVP at 20 to one odds. So that's twenty thousand dollars right there in our fake or that excuse me, that's two thousand dollars right there in our fake money where we made a hundred dollar bet on every prop bet. So the total, so you got that one at twenty to one. You also got the halftime. You got the right song to come out of the. That was another five to one. So that's you know uh, twenty five hundred bucks right there, and that was most of your winnings. You ended up plus two thousand eight hundred and fifteen dollars. Oh man, I should have bet on so, all these. Yeah, you should have bet on all these. Uh, now you do have tonight. You need Donald Trump to get more than twenty four percent of the vote in New Hampshire. Ooh, it's going to be uh, so close. Yeah, that's a close one. And uh, if if you don't get that, you lose two hundred bucks because it's minus two hundred. The way I did it is each bet was to win a hundred. Was if it was minus, then you you bet you know it was to to win a hundred bucks. And if it was I plus, think you bet I think Trump he's going to get like almost exactly that. I'll predict he gets like twenty three percent or something. Trump. It seems like uh, he's falling. So you're you're hedging your bet. That's fine. Yeah. Um, and, and I unfortunately I ended up in the negative basically because all those stupid props, the over unders. How many times will they show Archie? How many times will yeah. they show John Elway? You know. I foolishly <laughs> took the over on all those, and you took the under on all those, and none of those came through. Did they so show Archie up, once? Before they the showed game? Archie once. They showed Archie once, right at the end of the game, when they showed Eli frowning that everybody's made fun of. Yeah, but I didn't know if the game was over then or not. No, the, no, that was no because that's when they were going to go for two. That's Eli's defense today. He says he wasn't upset. He was just thinking. He was trying to calculate whether they should go for one. I'm or two. sure he wasn't upset. That's silly. Yeah. <laughs> he knows he's uh, being watched, by the way. Even if even yeah. if he is upset, he knows he's being watched. Yeah. By the way, the the only one of those uh, those those silly bets that actually came through it was a push was for Dab. The uh, over under how many times dabbing would be mentioned was two, and it was mentioned twice after Denver scored. There was dabbing on the Denver sideline, and 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 um and both Nance and Sims. One of them said there's some dabbing on the sideline, and the other one said yeah, but it's the side not the sideline we would have thought we'd see dabbing on. So you actually got two dabs in there. So that was a push. Okay. Um. Yeah. So so you won that bet. Um, I won our NFL Hall of Famer bet four to one, which was the bet we made a couple weeks ago yeah. that we discovered. I, I didn't realize that the voters were all giant racists. So that was my bad. I, I assumed that they were, you know, fair. Are you, well, are you referring to T.O. not making it? Yeah, T.O. 
Well, well Tio was on my team, so that would have been better for me. But yeah, but Tio not making it is obviously idiotic. Um, you know. <laughs> By the way, Rob uh, Sesternino still has no former podcast co-hosts in the NFL Hall of Fame. I was snubbed and Tio. Oh, that's tough. So yeah, so I won I won that bet, but then you won the Super Bowl prop bet, which means we're still tied. Our bets overall are now two to two with a tie. So nobody owes anybody any money yet. And uh, but we'll, we'll we'll keep if this podcast continues, we'll keep that tally going. And and if not, then I guess we just end uh, perfectly even. But all right, so so you have the third pick now. Pick the uh, third best Super Bowl of the last. This is tough, years. but I'm going to go with Patriots Rams. That was that was similar to the Giants Patriots game in the sense that the, the Rams were kind of this epic team. They were different. They they came out of nowhere. Both these teams really came out of nowhere. You know, uh, nobody had ever heard of either of their quarterbacks before the season started. Tom Brady. Well, no, 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 the, no. This was the Rams defending champions. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, this was the the greatest show on turf. The year before was the greatest show on turf. No, no, no. no. There was a year in between that they didn't win anything. Yeah, two years before. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I I take that back. But um, but uh, yeah, nobody had you know nobody had heard of Brady. Bledsoe gets hurt. Um, right. The the Rams had won the Super Bowl and they were I think 13 and a half or 14 point favorites in this game. Yeah, Uh, there was a lot of memorable plays. He had a pick six. Uh, the Rams, you know, scrambling at the end to tie the game, and then the Isaac Bruce touchdown, the Isaac Bruce touchdown, and then and then the yeah. Patriots really scrambling uh, up the field with a lot of passes. Jermaine Wiggins, the ex Jet, and uh, and then the Vinatieri field goal to end the game. Uh, really a classic game. You know, it, it had a lot of significance because it was the first uh, you know super major sporting event after nine eleven. Uh, other, I guess the World Series actually was, but yeah, but uh, it was the first Super Bowl after nine eleven. Uh, anyway, so I have that, but you could. There's another uh, Patriots Super Bowl that you, you could probably make a good case for, but I have that as my second pick. Yeah, but so you know, last week I mentioned how I I've, I don't really watch the entire Super Bowl from start to finish most years, and as an example of that, when I was in high school, and I think your high school might have done the same, I suspect our high school's winter vacation instead of being over Christmas and New Year's would be over the last two weeks of January. Yeah. Such that the last day of our vacation every year was the Super Bowl, which meant that Sunday night. Every year of my vacation in high school, I was flying back from Minnesota, where I was visiting my family, back to New York, where I went to high school. And um, and in uh, you know in my three years in high school in New York, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth grade, in two of those three years, the Vikings were favored in the NFC title game, and my dad and I had an agreement, you know, that if they won, we'd go to the Super Bowl. And obviously, <laughs> both times that did not come to pass, and so both times I ended up flying back during the Super Bowl and not really caring. And so the the uh, the Rams Titan Super Bowl, the greatest show on turf which is, you know, one of the greatest Super Bowls ever. Obviously, Kevin Dyson tackled at the one. I was flying for that Super Bowl like I was for, for a number of Super Bowls in high school. And the, and the pilot was giving play-by-play, which is something that I experienced a couple of other times as well. And it was pretty exciting because he's giving play-by-play and Tennessee's driving down the field and he says, you know, pass to Dyson, tackled at the one. And then he just went silent. And, and all of a sudden, the whole plane started screaming, what happened? What happened? Because we didn't know, like, is there time left? Are they, bring, are, you know, are they going to score? Like, we had no idea. And then, like, 30 seconds later, he comes on. He's like, oh, the game ended. <laughs> Very anticlimactic there. So, yeah. So, the, uh, but the, the Rams-Patriots Super Bowl, I actually did see for whatever reason. I had that fourth on my list. So, a solid pick for you. Who I have third on my list, and I think this is the one you're talking about, is last year's Super Bowl, uh, New England over Seattle. Yeah. Is that the one you were thinking of? Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, this one's fresh in our minds. But... You know, there was the endless debate about the last minute with Belichick letting the clock run. And, yeah, and most then... controversial final minute of any game in, probably in football history. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, you know, the decision to throw and set it to run and and, 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 and all sort of the, you know, Seattle would have been back-to-back winners for the first time in, since the Patriots in 03 and 04. Instead, Brady got his fourth title. So that was obviously a, uh, a very dramatic ending and, and a very well-played game all the way through. And it was also, I think everybody agreed, that was the two best teams in the league last year. 
Yeah, it was, that was also another, you know, example of a really, you know, you had the defending champions against, you know, a, a dynasty. It was, you know, a, probably in the top five highest played sort of level of uh, competition Super Bowls of all time. Uh, for my third pick, I'm going to go with Steelers Cardinals. To me, um, you have, you know, three, like the the uh, Jerome Harrison play at the end of the first half is like the play of the year if it happens in the regular season. So it's probably the craziest play to ever happen in a Super Bowl. Uh, you know, you could make a case for for the Tyree catch or, or something like that. But there are weird catches that are just, you know, we we sort of exaggerate how important they are based on the fact they're in the Super Bowl. But that was an insane play if it was in the preseason. Um, and then you have Larry Fitzgerald breaking free for a long touchdown at the, you know, that looks like it clinches on the game. And then you have Santonio Holmes making an unbelievable catch to win the game. So there's really a whole number. There was a ton of lead changes. Uh, it was a Super Bowl that people weren't ex- especially excited about because the Cardinals were so bad in the regular season. Uh, like I like to say, they gave a 56 points to a Jets team that didn't even make the playoffs. They weren't such a good team, but they came. Uh, yeah, they were your classic four seed, you know, the weakest division winner, nine and seven. Yeah. But then Fitz- Fitzgerald and Warner just went nuts in the playoffs. Yeah. And uh, and, you know, that so to me, that that game just has a lot of memorable moments. That's my uh, that's pick number five. All right, so that's okay. I had it at seven just because, as you said, Arizona was not a team people really cared about. And and the, the most significant play out of the first half and then the second half was a little bit less exciting. Yes, no, the, until the last five minutes of the game, it was that that one play carried the whole game. I would agree with yeah. that. Yeah, although, again, that's an all-time play. Yes. So. Uh, so so you left another another game on the board, which I'm going to take. This is another one that I watched uh, in an airport, and this was uh, the Giants-Patriots, the second Super Bowl uh-huh. uh, after the 2011 season. It's funny. You know, I've talked in the past about how, you know, my, my favorite teams, obviously, are Minnesota. And my most hated teams are basically wherever I live. And so when I lived in New York for high school, and I hated the Yankees the most, obviously, and the Giants the most. But then when I moved to Boston, where I, where I went to law school, I hated those teams more because their fans were even worse. So the example of that is that in the first Patriots-Giants Super Bowl, I was rooting for the Giants because at the time I lived in Boston and I couldn't stand Patriots fans. I didn't want to see them go undefeated, et cetera. The second time, those same two teams played with the same principles, you know, the quarterbacks, et cetera. I was completely reversed. This time I was rooting for New England, which I think is the only time I've ever rooted for New England in a Super Bowl. And that's just because I was living in New York at the time. I hated the Giants fans. I hated the fact that they thought Eli was, you know, just this week you and I were on an email thread where, where somebody asked if Eli is one of the greatest players. By the in way, NFL when history. he says email thread, he like bombards people with emails and maybe one person responds <laughs> if he's lucky. <laughs> yeah. But but you see these Giants fans, they, they legitimately think that Eli is one of the greatest players in NFL history. And it's because he won the second Super Bowl. So um, I was rooting hard for the Patriots in that Super Bowl. And that also, you know, a very exciting Super Bowl came down right to the end. A couple of plays, this, you know, uh, Wes Welker, you know, not making that catch in the middle of the field, et cetera. So uh, that's that's uh, my that's uh, number six. That's my third pick. Yeah, I, you left. A re- that's that was that was my sixth overall. But there's another Super Bowl in my top five still on the board. Patriots Panthers fourth quarter is probably the best quarter in Super Bowl history. Uh, you know, th- I believe at one point that came is 16 to three and then each score a touchdown uh um in the third quarter and then the fourth quarter is just completely insane you know you have the sequence where the patriots are driving to put away the game up 21 16 or something like that and then brady throws a pick in the end zone then on third and 10 and it looks like you know the the panthers are gonna have to punt like really late in the game down five or you know or maybe fox would have more guts than ron rivera who didn't punt on fourth and 24 down 14 did you did you like that move (laughs) i mean what what people are making fun of like people a lot of people making fun of cam newton for not diving for that football as if that cost them the game yeah why are they not making fun of rivera for punting like that's officially saying the game's over yeah it's insane it's it's, 
He doesn't want. He doesn't want to get blown. He's getting. I'm sure he'll sign some new contract because he brought him to the Super Bowl. He doesn't want to get blown out in the Super Bowl. And you could say, "Oh, look, that was close." Because obviously, the odds are you lose thirty-one ten if you if you do that. Whatever. I mean, well, not really, because I think New England would have just knelt three times. Maybe they kick a field goal because Carolina uses their timeouts. But whatever. I mean, look, they weren't going to win, obviously, but it was the most. It just makes no. You're officially you're officially giving up. He officially gave up in a way that Cam did not. Cam could justify that he thought the ball was going to bounce a different way. No, I saw when you when you watch that play slowly, it makes sense why he doesn't dive, because it looks like he's just he's going to dive on someone's head and not for the ball at that point. I I I have no problem with that. Uh, Anyway, so yeah, so. Then on third and 10, going back to the Patriots-Panthers game, Musa Muhammad catches an 85-yard touchdown, and now Brady has to drive back down the field. Uh, you know, they, they um, miss the two-point conversions. They're only up one. Brady drives down the field, gets a, throws a touchdown to freaking Mike Vrabel with a few minutes left in the game, gets the two-point conversion. Then DeLome goes back down the field, throws another touchdown, and uh, and again, they leave too much time on the, the clock, and Vinatieri kicks a field goal when it looked like it would be the first Super Bowl overtime of all time. Um, but yeah, to me that you, you could put that game, the first three quarters are as bad as any Super Bowl ever, but the fourth quarter is probably the best quarter in Super Bowl history. Yeah. The New England Carolina game, probably the best game on the border, if not the one that I'm about to mention. The only downside to me is the fact that Jake DeLone was prominently involved and Carolina was not a team of, you know, significant historical import. No, Jake DeLone almost won a Super Bowl. That would have really changed the course of history. Yeah. Um, so the next pick to me is because, you know, you had two of the top 10 quarterbacks of all time facing each other, uh, you know, which is a, a rarity, obviously, far and Elway we mentioned, but it doesn't happen that often. Although, you know, it, it might, depending on where the careers end up for guys like uh, like, you know, Russell, for example. But uh, to me, that's uh, after the 2009 season Super Bowl, uh, Indianapolis losing to New Orleans, 31-17. I was very bitter about the Super Bowl, obviously, because, uh, you know, the Vikings were, as Bill Simmons said to Cousin Sal the day after the Super Bowl on his podcast, in hindsight, the Vikings were clearly the best team in the league that year, but they had, you know, the epic meltdown in New Orleans in the NFC title game. And then that game, look, it's 31-17, so it looks like a blowout, but obviously it was, you know, Indy was driving to uh, tie the game and set it to overtime in the last minute or two of the game, and we've, of course, famously never had an overtime in then Peyton through the pick six, and so instead of it being tied, it ends up being a 14-point spread. But, um, you know, there was the chance of overtime, which was very exciting. As I said, you know, you had two of the you have two of the best quarterbacks ever. It's Drew Brees's only Super Bowl. And it was Peyton at the time. You know, he only had one. And that was against a pretty bad Chicago team. And so this was a chance for him to get, you know, a more sort of legitimate, impressive Super Bowl win. And obviously uh, that went backwards at the, at the wrong time with uh, the Tracy Porter pick. Yeah. So my my um, complaints with this game is the Tracy Porter play is literally the only play anybody remembers from the entire game. The, but when the Colts went up 10 nothing in the first quarter, I remember saying at the Super Bowl party I was at that they would win by 50 and we could all go home. Uh, so yeah. I was right about that. Um, it was really not, it was a close game. You know, it, it go, went from 10, nothing to the Colts leading 17, 16, going to the fourth. Uh, and then, you know, the shocky scores a touchdown. And then they, like you said, get the pick six and win by 14. But the, there was really, it was not an exciting game. It was a, it was a game between, uh, a team that got red hot and, uh, you know, it, it was a bad defense that, that got a lot of takeaways and it was not a, it wasn't really a vintage Colts team that year. I remember that was a t- you know they were losing they were losing at home seventeen six in in the AFC Championship game to Mark Sanchez. Yeah, well, but then they stormed back and won. It was you know it was not it was not their their best team. But yeah, I think um, that's reasonable. I that wasn't that wasn't what I would have picked. But I I went with uh, with the other Patriots win Patriots Eagles, which was a, a game that was very close. It was tied after the first, second, and third quarters. 
uh, it was it was similar to this year in that like the more notable things were negative. You know, McNabb had a huge game, but also threw three interceptions. Uh, you know, the MVP was Deion Branch, not especially memorable. Uh, but you have you know you had the crazy Andy Reid. Uh, you know, time management where McNabb is throwing up in the huddle and and they're not moving the ball at all. But, you know, until the very end of that game, it was a really competitive game. You know, the Eagles were the best team in the NFC for many years. And obviously the Patriots were the best team in the AFC. And it was the only time they met. Uh, so, you know, it had some historical significance and it was a pretty good game that just didn't have a memorable ending. Yeah. By the way, can I tell you the um... but the one that I just picked, the, uh, the Saints uh, <laughs> uh, Indy Super Bowl? Yeah. The, the NFC title game, the Vikings, the Vikings game. So I watched the first half at home, the you know, the Vikings, New Orleans game. And I was I watched first half at home with just me and my wife because I didn't want to watch anybody else because, you know, I was too stressed to watch anybody else. Yeah. And and I was so I was so sort of emotionally expent by all the Vikings turnovers, just the craziness of that game that yeah. I was being so loud that I was pissing off all my neighbors. Yeah. And so my neighbors actually like knocked on the door and said to my wife, like, you have to get him to leave. So I went to my friend's house, the same one we watched Super Bowl party at for the second half. Uh-huh. You got kicked out of your own house. Yeah, but but it was also better because he had a much bigger, big flat screen TV, and it was actually nice to watch with a couple friends. Although one of the guys lived in that house, we got in this huge idiotic argument in the second half of the game about I don't remember what it was, but he was saying something so insanely stupid, like the kind of dumb thing that people you can't watch football with other people. I do think the best way to watch football is either with huge fans or with nobody. Yeah, and so because everyone thinks they're an expert, like you know, I I was at a Super Bowl party with you know one guy who's knowledgeable, and and you know we sat next to each other, we're talking, and then everyone else there. It's their first football game they're watching all year because, you know, they didn't watch. Yeah, they're just coming for a barbecue and for it's a fun thing to do once a year. And they're like correcting me on stuff. And it's like, listen, you have to kiss the ring if you're watching a football game with me. So. All right. So now with my next pick and, and we've really picked most of the good ones. The the last sort of of the of the good games that's left is the obvious 10th pick, I think. And that's Green Bay at Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers only Super Bowl, um, you know. The, the, I don't remember anything specific about that Super Bowl, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, well, Is there anything I'm missing? It wasn't the most memorable game. Similarly, you know, you have Rodgers going against Roethlisberger, but you had a really, really good Packers team that was just, you know, much better than, they, than the Steelers. But they weren't 10-6. and six. They were the wildcard team that year. Yeah, they did not have a good regular season. If you remember, it was a crazy season, right? That was also the same year they had that ridiculous game with the Bears at the end of the year. Yeah. Looking back now at how many years Rodgers has been good, I guess, until this year. I mean, it's crazy that they've only been in that one game. Yeah, well, look, I mean, the most obvious one was when they went 15-1, and one, and they lost at home to, to Eli and the Giants. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, that, that belongs above all the other ones because it was a close game, but it wasn't an especially good game. Yeah, but the rest of these are not really good. No, so we could rip through them. Um, so I have Colts-Bears, the, the, you know, the last, like, truly close game of any on the list. The Bears were similar to this year, driving to take the lead. Uh, Rex Grossman was, you know, historically bad quarterback to be in the Super Bowl. And the only reason that was a game is because Devin Hester takes the opening kickoff for a touchdown, which really pads the, you know, the bear score for the entire game. Um, but they were never really able to mount anything that, you know, it was a great Colts team that won the Super Bowl. The Bears were an interesting team that, that got a lot of turnovers, but they were no match yeah, but, for, for the, like pro- the, yeah, the problem with that prime. game is the problem with that game is it was almost like, you know, the games in the in the 80s and early 90s. Nobody thought the Bears had a chance. Right. Yeah. It was that that, that entire game was basically four hours coordination of Peyton Manning. Uh, yeah, was. totally. And listen, there have been Super Bowls in the last 15 years where the team that nobody thought had a chance won for sure. Uh, yeah. Maybe even including this year. But yeah, 
but uh, oh, for sure, yeah, that was and, not and a great. That was not a great game. And and my next pick is another example of that. Um, uh, with the twelfth pick, I will take the two thousand two Super Bowl, Tampa Bay forty eight, Oakland twenty one. You know, right? And this is another Super Bowl I made a bet right before the game. This one I lost. The Tampa Bay was four and a half point uh, underdogs to Oakland. Oakland was the better team. Rich Gannon, you know, looked like a you know a superstar those couple of years. Uh, in hindsight, it's like, well, of course, because John Gruden, you know, went from from Oakland to Tampa, and they didn't even change the calls, and so he knew everything, and of course they were going to blow them out. But going into the game, Oakland's a four and a half point favorite, and right before kickoff, some guy in the room says loudly, "Some moron." He's like, "Boy, this is going to be such a terrible game. Oakland doesn't have a chance." So I turn to him and I say, "You realize you're favored, right?" He's like, "According to who?" I said, "According to Las Vegas." <laughs> well, if somebody says "According to who," I think that's the end of the conversation. <laughs> so he says, "I'm like according to Las Vegas." He's like, "Yeah, you want to bet?" So I'm like, "Sure." So we made a twenty dollar bet straight up. Not that I had tons of confidence in Oakland, but you but got the point. Off, you know, How many points did you get? Yeah, it was, it was four and a half points. I was getting free. I was getting a, you know an even money line. Yeah, that's a good take bet. The favorite, make that bet. Yeah. So listen, you and, didn't and know that, you didn't know that the coach was. I mean, the allegations of that game are the craziest in the history of the league. Yeah. Like, the coach is losing on purpose. The you know the other team has their plays. Uh, you know, Oakland in a with a normal scenario, Oakland wins that game five times out of ten at least. Uh, you know, and it wasn't. It was forty. Final score was forty eight twenty one, but it wasn't nearly the big of a blowout. They had the two pick sixes that really it was the only time i ever left that super bowl party early i left before you pulled an alex yeah i did pull an alex i i, yeah. I had the i you know it was it was i was abroad so it was seven hour time difference then uh okay so with the 13th pick in this uh very important draft i will go with steelers seahawks you know it's a game that's only remembered for one thing and what's that the refs yeah it's only remembered for the officiating uh, you know, if a uh, friend of the podcast, Josh Grashen, you're talking about that game now, even though the Seahawks have won a Super Bowl. Oh, they whine so much about this Still, game. probably more than the Seahawks-Patriots Super Bowl, which was more of just, you know, a coin toss game that they lost on a coaching decision or whatever to a really good team. They're still so bitter. You know, they'll, they they have like Zapruder Films, YouTube. I mean, NFL takes down any well, NFL stuff off of YouTube, but they have like, you know, crazy conspiracy theory type things. It was a really bad game. Final score was 21-10. Not a lot of memorable moments on either side, but it was a close game most of the way. Um, I fell asleep watching this game. I was in Israel at the time, so it was like two in the morning uh-huh. when the game started. Yeah, boring game, uh, but there's there's nothing really left. Um, so with the next pick, I guess my choice between three bad Super Bowls, I will take Seahawks Denver just because. You know, it. You know, Denver was a slight favorite in the game, so it was an upset. It was a huge coming out party for Seattle. Denver, you know, had a historic offense. Seattle had a historic defense. But, Richard Sherman had just introduced himself. But the game was unwatchable. Yeah, but I mean, the other two games on this list weren't much better. So, no, it was watchable if you were a Seahawks fan. Uh, yeah. So the last two games, I, I guess I'll take uh, the this week Super Bowl because it was a close game the entire way. You know, for fifty-seven minutes of the game. Uh, there were a ton of really interesting storylines throughout the game, even though there was not a single play anyone's going to remember. I, mean, I guess you remember uh, just the general idea of Manning getting sacked a bunch of times. You know, Von Miller's Newton. performance and, and Demarcus Ware's and, and all those guys what was memorable, um, more so than, you know, some of the other times a defender like uh, Ray Lewis has won the MVP, more as a like a playoff, you know, or a season reward. But uh, it was a close game, fascinating subplots. For whatever reason, it was, you know, in the zeroth percent of how uh, well played the game could have been, but it was still a close Super Bowl and Ravens Giants and the game you just picked, Seahawks Broncos, were not. 
Yeah, the the worst Super Bowl, obviously, in this era, Ravens-Giants. Like the Indy-Chicago one, this was a game that everybody knew the Giants had no chance. Uh, This was another one where I was bitter, of course, because the Vikings had been favored in the NFC title game and lost. And so I didn't care to watch this. I I landed back in New York early in the first half, and I I got back to my dorm by about halftime. So I got to see the second half. You know, this was just an utter destruction. The Giants were a terrible team who didn't deserve to be there. And the and the Ravens, you know, they, they I'm sure they would have been favored against the Vikings, but that would have been a better Super Bowl. And so Every, uh, nobody cares it, about that. It's worth saying that the Ravens playoffs games were just fascinating because we'd never seen um we'd never seen anything like you know, they they you know, again, they played five straight games in the regular season without any touchdowns. You know, the playoffs were were so intense because every play mattered so much since uh, you know, they, they couldn't score. score. So the, there was yeah. so much pressure on the defense. They had a lot of interesting guys on the team, like Ray Lewis and Shannon Sharp. Um, and like you said, the Giants were a garbage team that, uh, you know, was overvalued coming to the Super Bowl because they, uh, I don't know if you remember this game, but they beat the Vikings 41 nothing in the game before that. But... Uh, don't really remember. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, the game was unwatchable. It was over after the opening kickoff of the second half completely when... Uh, when uh, didn't the Ravens take the opening kickoff of the second half back, or they each? I think yeah. they each took yeah. a kickoff back uh, to start the second but, half. But it was also it was so insufferable because Ray Lewis, you know, who at the previous Super Bowl may or may not have committed murder, it was his coronation, and, and he's you know a pretty insufferable guy. Even even if you don't think he he murdered anybody, which I happen to think he did not, but he's still an insufferable douchebag. So yeah. So um, all right. So that's it. I, I think it's still now. Um, it's worth discussing. Uh, what do we do next? Yeah, so that is a good question. Where does this podcast go? So, you know, I think that when you and I started this, well, it was your idea to to re up the uh, thirty two fans idea and to talk to fans from every team. Yeah, we mentioned it. And, so just in case, like, so you know, because I know we have some new listeners, just to, like give an idea of. So I did this um, as a podcast with Ari Gold, uh, a friend of mine, uh, four or five years ago, and we he got a new job that he had to start in the middle of the podcast, so we only got to talk to about 16 or 17 of the teams and then i did it in uh he, on his um website which is called replyall.me uh and we we did sort of a written version of this where you know i talked to people like will h for the arizona cardinals and we uh you know but i oh, again i got through like 24 25 but we just ran out of time and i was very busy and we didn't end up finishing so this year we did it we spoke to fans of all 32 teams and then we figured oh, it's a waste to just stop right afterwards so We've been going strong since then, but now it's we're at a crossroads, right? We could we could, I, we're not going to do thirty two fans again probably in the summer. In in you know maybe we'd have like a fan of a team in each division or something, but I, we couldn't do thirty two again, even if we were both unemployed. It's just impossible. Yeah, th- to have produced thirty two fans, thirty two podcasts within a month was really just an insane proposition. Like sometimes, like someone would like email us or something and thank us. Uh, for doing the podcast and i'm like oh i've never heard of that person i've never seen the person but i had booked the podcasts you know days earlier like it was such a blur uh and it was so crazy but yeah it's it's not doable as as a format even though this time there'd be a lot more people listening because people have sort of latched onto the podcast a little more yeah well i think i think what we you know if we're jumping ahead to next august i think what we would do because i do like the idea of having a fan from every team but instead of having 32 podcasts, as you said, maybe have eight podcasts to preview each division and maybe have, you know, somebody from each of the four teams. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe say like we're, you know, you mean do them at the same time? Like, uh, yeah. Have like, hey, you know, we're yeah. call in. No, at, it's obviously that's not a bad idea. Yeah. 
Yeah, now it's it's obviously tough to interview multiple people online at the same time when they're not in the same room because you know speaking over each other stuff like that. But that's just editing problems for me. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. But the question is, you know, what do we do for the next eight months? So as you said, the podcast got you know some some decent feedback, and so we decided to keep it going into the regular season as just a general football podcast. And the the numbers that we have, to be perfectly honest, are, are I think higher than you or I would have expected. You and I probably would have expected that like ten people would listen to this, right? <laughs> and you know we we've had uh, you know triple digits and into the quadruple digits for almost every episode in terms of uh, downloaders. I don't know who actually listens, but those are the people who download the episode. So that's you know that's been exciting for us because it's more than we expected. Uh, but you know in terms of feedback that we get, whether it's whether it's reviews on iTunes or tweets or emails or comments. That's really a handful of people. I'd say total fewer than like 15 or 20 people who, who interact with the podcast. And so I guess my question is, how many of those supposed, you know, a couple thousand people that according to, you know, the metrics are downloading the episodes, how many of those people are actually listening and want us to go on? If the number is like 15, then, then the motivation to do so is different than, than if the number is, you know, significantly higher than that. And then I think the other question is, what exactly do we do? You know, Akiva wants to start like a, a general Akiva and Alex podcast, and which also, you know, we should probably rename it. Right. The what, what is the name, I think, is another question. You know, let's say we said we're going to do this, but we're going to switch to a general sports podcast when it's, you know, from February to August when it's not football season. But there's really nothing to talk about for the next month. So if we go away for a month or two until March Madness at the, you know, at the earliest, then we may as well just stop. So to me, I feel like you have to keep going. Yeah, and there's always stuff to talk about. You know, I, as as Akiva and, and the, those who do listen know, I'm obsessed with my charts and my rankings. And in the last like two three weeks, there's been this like ranking bonanza where ESPN decided to rank the top hundred players of all time. You're talking about and NBA. Sport- yeah. And Sports Illustrated, Sports Illustrated just dropped their own list this week. And so I, I sort of, you know, took those lists and sort of add them into my list and average them out together. And I have obviously a bunch of hot take opinions about guys that they were very wrong on in one direction or the other. Um, I actually made a list of the top 50 football players of all time this week. And that was really just uh, just to, as a conversation piece, because the reality is it's impossible to compare a defensive end to a, to a wide receiver. But, um, you know, you can always find things to talk about. I think what we're saying basically is we want to hear from people and we want people to tell us that they want this podcast to continue. So tweet us. No, but, and more uh, importantly, what they want us to do, because I think we'll continue yeah, in oh, some yeah, well, yeah. It's question is, yeah, well, you know, would it be weekly? Would it be whatever? You know, the more sort of positive reinforcement we got, I think the more we'd be motivated to keep going. Uh, I mean, so do you have any ideas out there? Like, we, you know, we could, yes, just do fun lists or, or find things to talk about every week. Um, you know, like the Oscars are coming up. Have you seen any of the Oscar movies? Uh, <laughs> could you see them in the next two weeks? I'm saying we could, we could rank like all of our top, like I have, you know, 40, 50 movies I've seen. We could rank like our top, you know, f- yeah. whatever movies. I have a lot year. of, mo- I have a lot of movies that I need to see. Like I have, I, you know, I have a list of, uh, of top hundred TV shows of all time. That's a podcast. Yeah. I that's also a have show. a list like that. <laughs> nobody, nobody has more lists than the two of us that's, combined for sure. That, you know, that's a show we could do, uh. <laughs> you know walk to the grocery store that's the show i think but why am i but why am i listening to it because it's on <laughs> not yet and, and 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 seen and also there's there's no risk that one of us will be leering at the 15 year old daughter of whoever created podcasts and you know what jeopardize are <laughs> who uh, you mean uh sarah koenig Ah <laughs> uh, yes, but uh, so so that's really where we're at right now. We want so p- tweet at us. Keeve is Keeve K E E V twenty six on Twitter. I'm a Chester ninety nine. Send us emails if you have our email addresses. Send us Facebook messages, carrier pigeons, uh, whatever you want. But let us know. And also just like yeah, sports or nonsense or yeah. 
or um, or give a specific idea. Say, hey, yeah. why well, I'll tell you one specific idea week. I'll throw out. Like, you know, people probably know the podcast. How does this get made? Which they talk about a terrible movie every week. I thought it'd be funny if. We talk, you know, we just we watched like uh, an episode or two of a of an like a terrible television show, and we just analyzed really bad TV shows. Nobody's doing that. The problem is, and again, we do have to switch the name because I think thirty two fans in thirty days is just, or or does it become funny how bad the name is and we keep it? That's sort of my position, but I, like I mean, you proposed you know something rather generic like Kiva and Alex or Alex and Ke- I'm trying to think sort of how it sounds. Kiva and Alex. Alex you can't and Akiva. do Akiva. You can't do Akiva and Alex. That. that Alex and Akiva sounds a little better, but yeah. still not so good. Ke- Look at this guy. Alex He's already Kiva. angling to I think- be the first name in the lineup. No, 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 no. I'm just saying yeah. you can't have the yeah. A's. Yeah. No, I'm saying it would have to be Kiev oh, instead of Akiva. Wait till you get my agent on the line. <laughs> my point was that it had to be Kiev, not Akiva. Uh-huh. It wasn't the ordering. That was the You're issue. You're pro Kiev now? Well, it just you can't say Akiva and Alex. It's too difficult to say. Well, Kiva's a lot of syllables. It's three syllables. But it's just the A's. What about Wieneker? Reason- Can we do anything with Wieneker? No, no, no. no. <laughs> Why can we use her last name? You're in the Witness Protection Program? Why can't we use my last yeah. name? You said, yeah, we could use my last name. No, the thing, the reason I didn't like my last name is because my last name is a first name. People think that my last name is my first name. It's also a first name for stupid people. Chester. Yeah. Oh, I think it's a first name for like nerds. Not, not nerds and not stupid people. It's more like uh, frat boys. It's a frat boy name. I think. Oh, really? I think to so. me, Chester could not be less frat. It's like the complete opposite. Chester is the guys who the frat boys give wedgies to. Back in the day, I feel like now it's frat there's, boys. There's no. Okay, it's like uh, uh, you know, F. Chester, uh, you know, the Pennington. Uh, well, I, I, have, I mean, I have a very waspy name, if that's what you mean. That's for sure. Uh, when I was in high school once, and this was like in the early days of the Internet, I may have told you the story before. I got an email from a Chester Alexander, who was a professor at the University of Alabama. And he had been Googling himself and it found me and was all excited and wanted to know, you know, the derivation of my family name as if we could be related because we had reverse names of each other. Yeah, or something like that. <laughs> All right, so I think, Akiva, we're going to wrap it up for this week, right? Yeah, that's it for now. Um, yeah, if anybody has any ideas, I'd love to hear them. Uh, if you want us to not continue, let us know that too. Say, like, I hate this podcast and, like, thank God it's over. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I think either way, you know, no promises, obviously, but, you know, our plan would be to come back in the fall and preview the NFL season again. But the question is, do we do anything until then? Do we keep this momentum rolling? I hate uh, when people say decently. One of my least All favorite right, so, words. Uh, we can we can rank our like like most disliked words. For me, probably interesting isn't the number one word I hate the most. Really, because it's interesting means nothing. Oh, how was the movie? It was interesting. I hate when people say he's a nice guy. No, because everyone's a nice guy. It's like yeah, he committed murders. Like I can't believe it. He's a nice guy, but I guess he's a murderer. Oh, I, sp- I hate when people are talking about somebody who everybody agrees is an asshole. And like, but but it, deep in his heart, he's a nice guy. Like even <laughs> even Hitler even Hitler probably helped an old lady cross the street at some point, right? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, unless you're actually a psychopath, uh, talking about the word nice, uh, maybe we can give uh, dating advice. Here's a piece of dating advice for me. When I was first dating my now wife, uh, the first summer that we started dating, after uh, towards the end of the summer that we started that we had started dating, she asked me if I could describe in one word, what, what word would I use? Did you say interesting? And, uh, no, I said nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that did not go well over well. <laughs> Listen, she'd, she'd probably settle for nice right now. She wanted to kill me. What did she want you to say? I mean, I guess, what would a 19-year-old girl want her boyfriend to call yeah. her? You know, I, I think I think it will leave that to the imagination, but there's many better no, options No, no. I, I, I feel like... Be- well, beautiful, beautiful yeah, intoxicating. Beautiful is not bad. Intoxicating, that's weird. I think... Um, what would you, what was the, what's the one word you'd say now, doctor? 
Yeah, no, you have to go with mom. You have to tell. Uh, you have to say that she's a good mom. Yeah, I don't know. The, the reason I said nice in my defense is because we were both on this program that summer, and everybody liked her, and mm-hmm. including all the people who I couldn't stand because they were idiots, and I didn't really hide oh, the fact that I thought they were who idiots. Landed her. Oh no, I think I mentioned this in a letter to your Seinfeld podcast. She was warned by multiple people to stay away. Yeah, from Yeah, that me. you said. Oh, so you mean? Yeah, but people weren't grownups. That sounds like it's grownups. You're saying they were peers. The people who warned her to stay away from me was the head of our program that summer. Mm-hmm. He, he told her I was a, I was a bad seed and a bad influence on her. Do you ever, she had do you ever like potential. say? Do you ever like uh, write him a letter and say like you suck? Uh, well, he gave me an award. Uh, he gave me like this national award a couple years later. Yeah, sometimes when you're 19, you're a jerk, <laughs> but you end up becoming a decent person. Like he could have been right. I didn't know you then, but he could have been right then. Well, he, well, the, he was right in that I wouldn't kiss his ass, and everybody else on our program kissed his ass. And so yeah, but that's, that's grownups hate that. Grownups don't. Grownups hate people who are anti-authority. Yeah, well, exactly. That was the point. And she was like the superstar in our program, and so he was quite distressed by the fact that she was going for the bad boy. And you know, to, like George, I had been the bad employee, the bad son, the, the bad, the bad tipper, the bad date, but I had never been the bad boy before, and it was it was a good position to be in. Yeah, I had teachers tell friends of mine not to be friends with me. Anyway, we're really getting off uh, deep into the weeds here. Yeah, maybe people want this. Probably not, but it's possible in theory that they want this. Yeah. Uh, if anybody's still listening now. All right. So so let us know. Please give us some feedback in one way or another. Give us reviews on iTunes. Give us comments, tweets, whatever. Let us know if we should continue. Give us a potential name and give us some ideas both for this week and long term. And if we like them, maybe uh, we'll hear back here next week. Whatever? Oh, an optimistic whatever this week. Bye-bye. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.